again I feel good, good and deeper than I have ever been And if you knew I am so hesitant to try again You'd understand why I don't wanna let you in I don't wanna feel my stomach turn like this I don't wanna open up my heart like this If I the misery beat of my past relationships Then I'll let you to the Today we're joined by uh, the double double champ champ, uh, Mason Jones. Um, is it is it Blenavon? I, I live actually live in Wales myself, and I always struggle to pronounce Welsh words. Blenavon, it is. It's Blenavon. Blenavon, yeah, Blenavon Wales. <laughs> Bro, you got make you got to use that Welsh spicy well and make it sound as Welsh as possible. It's Blenavon. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, Alex, you're Welsh, aren't you? So you, you, you're be- a lot better than me at pronouncing yeah, yeah. the words. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're up and funded, no Mason. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No yeah, Wales. yeah, yeah. I have you kid. Um, a friend of mine um lived up up by there. I think he's moved back. Um, I'm trying to think where he's actually from, but yeah, he's from that neck of the woods. And he, oh, he's yeah, from up here before. Yeah, scream yeah, up north. Yeah, from up north. Um, I'll try and as soon as I can remember where he's from, I'll let you know. Brilliant. Well, well, thanks again for, for coming on the show. Um, I thought for our guests, we'd we'd start from the beginning and uh, find out what it is that you know got you into to fighting and and whether yep. it. I believe you you got was it boxing you started. I mean, what got you into fighting initially from you know growing up as a kid? 
So for me, I actually started in kickboxing. Um, so when I was young, like young, young, uh, my dad tried me in football. Um, like I think it was like a yeah, four, five-year-old team. And um, he said I was just an embarrassment of the sport. Um, <laughs> uh, I had, it wasn't like I had, I had no skills, two left feet. Um, and I just used to, I was just rough, just slide tackles. And he said it was like, as, as, as a kid, they found it cute. And then um, he said, as we was going, I, um, I said, tackled my cousin, um, completely like nailed to the point where they had to go off. And then, yeah, it was, it, it was a girl, completely took out a girl. So he was like, look, that's, that's enough. He was like, you're embarrassing me. He was like, we'll leave football to your brothers and we'll find another sport. So um, he tried me in rugby. Uh, we did a bit of rugby and I was good at the tackles, loved the contact, but um, anything to do with sort of ball control, I was terrible with. Um, and I, I always wanted to fight. Like um, he said, even from a young kid, like I was always, I always wanted to fight. Um, I was around with swords <laughs> and stuff and guns and always wanted to fight. So um, I kept on. Um, he found a local grappling gym when I was about six and a judge for my seventh birthday, uh, which was literally in, in my hometown. Um, and they, he took me up and said, look, the boy wants to train. Uh, like, do you have anything here? And they said, no, we only take on adults. Um, and then I ended up, he ended up finding me a kickboxing gym over in, um, in well, uh, Brimau, which was 10 minutes away from me. So he took me over, over there. And um, that was where my, my journey started. Um, I was training over there once a week. Then within God, a matter of weeks, I was training two, two uh, twice a week. Then it was three times a week. And then I was training every day. And then um, it just snowballed from there. I started judo when I was about 12, uh, BJ when I was 15, uh, Thai boxing when I was 17, boxing just before my 18th birthday, uh, and then Taekwondo when I was 19. And um, like the, I've been all over the world. I've been to um, I've training camps in Turkey, uh, training camps in Warsaw, training camps in different parts of Europe, training camps in Brazil, uh, training camps in Vegas, training camps in Team Alpha Male in Sacramento, wow. training camps in Boston. So, like, I've been there, done that sort of attitude. Um, like, with the judo, uh, I competed at a high level. Um, I was in the Welsh team and the GB team, and we competed um, all over Europe. Uh, I never sort of made it into the, the sort of eight, 18, so to speak, Um but uh, like I was number one junior, then I was number two junior and number five senior. Uh, and I was really sort of, I was always pushing. I was always at that high level. And um, uh, I was qualified for Commonwealth Games, took an injury and ended up going back into pro boxing uh, a bit earlier. Uh, mainly because uh, I'd done a little bit of boxing uh, and I the plan was always to go to MMA. So I was going to do a concert on doing a bit of boxing as, as we went just to improve my hands. And then I ended up get hitting it off my boxing coach. I needed something to go into. And I didn't really want to go into MMA yet. I, I was 17. Uh, I thought it was a bit early. So um, I still want, I still sort of knew I had some growing room. I still didn't filled out properly. I still look quite young. So um, I started boxing. Uh, did, I did quite a lot of jiu-jitsu comps. Uh, and that's when I did that sort of, I, I spent three months in Rio. Uh, and then, it just sort of, like I said, just went from strength to strength. I ended up pro boxing. How did that help you fights. in Brazil? I know uh, Darren Till, was, he went across to Brazil, didn't he, for quite some time. Yeah. Did you I benefit like, from that, do you think? Oh, definitely. Like, jiu-jitsu out, out there was very good. And um, I was training in a Thai boxing gym just below one of the favelas. So um, it was good life experiences. But um, to be fair, I Dangerous. think training in America is good. Yeah, yeah. I got a deliberately <laughs> hit off, off my bike three times. Um, like, I was wow. sending when I was out, out there. I almost got tasered. Um, I almost got glass. Wow. Because um, robbery is a big thing over there, isn't it, in, in Brazil? Yeah. For, yeah, for foreigners. Fair, 
yeah, especially for well, gringos as they call us out out there. And because I'm I'm very light skinned, I don't really tan. I'm very blonde, um, and I just <laughs> I scream gringo. Do you know what I mean? So people were, like like I said, I got deliberately hit off my back three times. Um, what a but to, to be honest, the the Brazilian women were unbelievably nice. Um, <laughs> they they just they they go out their way to speak to you if you can prove you're a foreigner sort of thing so it was really I'm easy. sure yeah so, um, <laughs> I enjoyed it and I I, I got to, I got to spend um I was out in Brazil during during Carnival obviously the biggest party wow. in the world so um uh, I got to have a bit of fun during that week off training and um it was my one of my first weeks there so um what a way to sort of uh, <laughs> grease your palms in hundred percent yeah especially yeah. at that age as well you know the world yeah. at your feet why 100%. not so, enjoy, enjoy yourself. 100%. So I'm 20, I'm 20, 25 years of age. I've got um, two Cage Warriors world titles in two different weights. And I've been competing 18 years in martial arts. I've got a black belt in BJJ, a black belt in judo, and a black belt in kickboxing, as well as experience as a pro boxer. Um, I've done, I don't know how many years under a Taekwondo black belt, very good Taekwondo um, instructor. And I train out of um, Celtic Pride Muay Thai. So um, I've sort of made sure I've hit all those areas. Um, I wrestle uh, a lot when I'm out in Team Alpha Male and my wrestling is a high enough level that I out-wrestle quite a lot of guys. So um, I sort of try to make sure I've, I've hit every one of those areas. I'm strong everywhere. So no matter where a fight goes, I'm always ready. Yeah, you know, Mason, one, one thing like I'm, I'm getting off you straight away here. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen you fight like quite a few <laughs> times now in Cage Warriors. And I, mate, I just want to say, I, lo- I love your style. Like, you know, Thank you very just, much. So aggressive, you know. You come, you come forward. You, you, you're the kind of guy people want to see, and yeah. you know, you, you put on the type of fights that fans love. Hundred percent. But um, you know, it's it's really interesting that you, you're so methodical in everything that you've done to bring yourself to this point. And you know, I think you sound like you've got a mentality that's really on a one track here. Like you really knew that this was what you were going to be at some point in your life, and you knew that MMA was going to be the thing for you. But you've put a lot of blocks in place to get there, so yeah. you know it's it's super impressive. I, I never knew that you had such like you know a backlog of background, diff- yeah, 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 just, <laughs> yeah. And you know individualistically as well, because I mean, this this new generation of fighter now, like you know guys around your age. I mean Jack Shaw, I'm sure you're aware of him. He, yeah, so we he was in the same kickboxing team when I was yeah. younger, so um. That was we all started in the same um, the same kickboxing gym. Um, yeah. When his dad splintered off, uh, obviously that was the gym they went to, and yeah. he sort of started from a more uh, mixed sense where they just concentrate more on the mixed sense. Why yeah. went more traditional route and sort of tried to strengthen my boxes. But like you said, I am methodical. Like I want to make sure that no matter where that fight goes, I'm I'm a world class level. So like I like I, I box and spar with um, Jamie Cox. He's twenty five and two. Um, I sparred with him Monday. I'm sparring with him tomorrow. Jamie Cox, um, did you say? Jamie Cox, yeah, twenty five. That's who we interviewed today. Uh, he's got a fight <laughs> coming up soon. So yeah, I yeah, we interviewed him, him today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a man! What a man! <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, so um, like I train with high level guys like that. I've got like the jiu jitsu credentials to back it up, and um, yeah. and like my um, my kicking game is going from strength to strength, and um. Like it doesn't show a lot in my fights because obviously I like to make it exciting. I like to come on, I have to fight in the front foot, and I like mm. to take the fight to people. So like I always say, a uh, Mason Jones fight is something you're gonna want to see because it's always something that gets people excited and it's always something people enjoy watch. And um, like the whole reason I went into boxing in the first place was because like I knew I could submit guys. I'd already um, I had like a a sort of I was very good at taking people down, controlling people, and submitting guys. Um, the jiu-jitsu comps and stuff I was doing, I knew I was good enough to sort of make it then. 
but um, I wanted to act, I wanted to be able to knock people out and not just from my yeah. feet because like MMA the money is in the knockouts. Obviously, like mm. um, I don't know if um you you guys follow um how closely you follow MMA, but did you all see the the big knockout over the weekend? Oh yeah, it was insane, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, she um, should have got two hundred grand for that, not not fifty, which he got. <laughs> well, he, he had sixty, so because someone donated them an extra ten grand, oh, well, well. so um he had a sixty grand bonus, um so they gave him his fifty grand to, um bonus then someone anonymously yeah. donate don't even another 10k but the amount of sponsors you would have had after that fight well, especially where they marketed him I tell, I tell you what though mason if you if you run through guys in the ufc like you have in your last <laughs> fights, uh, i don't think you'll have a problem with bonuses buddy like you know literally, literally that's, that's the plan <laughs> oh, honestly, honestly like i couldn't believe it like i sat down with i brought a few of my friends who they're not massively into mma yeah. themselves but you know, I, I got a few of my friends around, and I was saying, like, you know, watch this guy. This guy's gonna gonna do something special here. And I told him, like, you know, the whole story that you were moving up and everything. Yeah. And then when we were seeing all the VT, it was like, oh, it's a wrestler he's facing, you know. Um, and like the guy, the guy had great credentials as well. Proctor's yeah. Proctor's Proctor's got a great record himself. Yeah, and yeah a few he's of not my an idiot, is he? A few of my friends were sitting there like, oh, the time gonna get before. wrestled. But yeah, you you came on him like a ton of bricks. I mean, you know, I, I, this is this is something I've always kind of wanted to ask, like a fighter at your level, especially. Um, you know, uh, the, people always say like, you know, there's levels in this game, and you know, I always wonder like, you know, how 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 true is that? Like, you know, when you're in those sort of like title fight moments and you're feeling out your opponent, do you actually say to yourself like after a few exchanges like, you know what, actually? I'm levels above this guy. Like, you know, I've got him here, like, no problem. Like, did you, did you say that to yourself? Like, or is that just, you know? We was um, we were saying that before we even walked out. That's not arrogance. Like, um, yeah. they woke me up, um, just warming up for the fight. I've been sleeping. Um, I always sleep for my fights. But um, I literally, because of um, the way everything was, I just took a duvet from the hotel and I was killed up in the corner. Um, so I slept until seven and they woke me up and they was like, look, time to start warming up so i started warming up and um we made the walk and we knew like we knew i was going to run through the we knew we i was going to run through adam everything that had happened um leading up up to it they sort of we just we knew they were underestimating us completely like yeah. everything he'd said was all about all oh, the size the weight's gonna be too much and like that 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 doesn't that's that's not gonna cut not gonna cut it because mm. like i've i've made sure i put the time in like i train three to four times every day i train hours hours and Hours every week I put in, and I make sure I'm running. My cardio's there. Make sure I'm fit. Like in this fight, I remember. Um, obviously, after after I dropped him the first time with the, the screw shot, and um, I folded up. I hit him with some good crown and pound, and I put yeah. a quite uh, quite a pace on on him. And to be fair, he stayed tough. He sort of dragged his way back to his feet, and um, he clinched up well and threw some shots back. And I backed up, and I thought, right, it's early in in, in the round. Let's let's not go blowing out too yeah. soon. So just pace yourself. And I started slowing it down. And I remember his corner shouted out that I was tired, and I was just like, "Look, I'm not tired." <laughs> so um, I put the pace back on again, started pressuring, and um, obviously that was the jab, slip, cross, slip, hook that hit him and sent his his eyes rolling in his head. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of finishing him off and um, obviously bloodying him up a little bit. But um, like we we knew that my hands are too good for him. We knew I was yeah. going to be able to come in. Like he he put too much sort of um, he he put too much in in the way he, like how strong he was, the way he pressures and. It's it's not like that. Like that's why I like sparring. Like we talk about Jamie, where I spar with Jamie. Like Jamie hits unbelievably hard, and um, he's very good at what he does. He's a he's a very good knockout artist. Like that's someone that I spar with all the time. So I spar with someone who's a welterweight anyway. You like that danger as well. 
who hits hard and like yeah. he's he 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 does hit. So if I've got someone like that in front of me who's a striker and I can manage to put pressure on him, then why is someone who wrestler um, yeah. who wants to try and stand with me going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like I was walking through yeah. shots. I walked through them. There was, there was no threat there at all. Like I I knew I was just a matter of time again through his hands and hitting, hitting him. And I didn't expect him to go that early. I expected it to be the second or third. Yeah. But as soon as I dropped him in that first, I knew I had, I had him. I, I, I could see the fear in his eyes. Yeah, you were, you were super composed in that fight as well. Like uh, when, I, when I was watching it, I just thought, you know, like, like I said, that, that's where the, that question even came from for me, where I kind of thought, like you're you're miles ahead. Like it seemed it seemed like you know you were on a totally di- different level to him, and you know, and I think that's where like you know like this leap to the UFC's you know inbound because you know you've you're really proving yourself on the cage warriors level now. Because Thank you very much. Two two emphatic wins in, in title yeah. fights like that. I mean, yeah. you put you put your name on yeah. the map for for Shelby to give you the check and get you get you going, mate. You know you want to get out there for. <laughs> Thank that, you very uh, much. For that fight <laughs> island and get the uh, tax free money, eh? Oh, I'd be nice, be lovely, <laughs> lovely. To be fair, so I've, I've uh, um, Abbott Abbey or Vegas, and Eva would be worth it. Do you know I mean like who doesn't want to debut in Las Vegas? So, yeah. um, whichever yeah. if 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 that's what's next me and that's what's coming, then I'll happily take that. Um, but I'm just there to push show on. Do you know I mean I'm there to put people away and I'm there to make good people look bad? That's all I've ever yeah. wanted to do. And um, like with Adam, I like. As good as Adam was, that I took sort of chances that I I wouldn't have taken against someone if I thought they was as dangerous yeah. as as I, I can show that people are. So if I'm fighting someone of a high level opposition and someone's very good, you'll see a completely different side of me. You'll see someone who's more clinical, who's faster, who doesn't take unnecessary risks, but who still yeah. gets those same results. Like that's what you'll see. Like when you I fought Do, uh, Donovan Tesme, Donovan was very strong and. Um, I danced around him. I danced around him and picked him off for three rounds. And like yeah. I'm better, I'm better now than I was then. Like if I did that fight again, I'd finish him in, in a round easy, no no threat, no questions asked. So I want to be going against those UFC guys. I want to be fighting those Dagestani's. I want to be fighting those Polish fighters with the 17, 18, 18 and over records. Like those are the ones I want. I don't want someone who's five and six and zero oh coming through. I want someone who's got a killer record, who's on a massive win streak. Like, those are the guys I, I want to be fighting. Like, I want to be finding those beasts and I want to be putting them exactly yeah. where they deserve to be, which is on their back in the canvas sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk, talking about beasts, um, one thing one thing I noticed with your lightweight fight, you look you look like a really big lightweight. Like, you know, are you, are you, what, what weight are you walking into the ring at? So the welterweight fight, um, I made weight at 77, and that was just using a weight cut. I cut down to 77 just by that diet in, so there was no water cut. That's the same as my lightweight cut, so I normally water cut down from there. So um, if I'm dieting down to that weight and then I'm water cutting down, I'm um, I'm a little bit bigger than that. So um, I do put a little bit. I I do. I, I am sort of. I am big for the weight. Like I'm not a massive mm. lightweight because there's some guys who come in six foot two and they're still yeah. making weight. Whereas I'm only five ten, but um, I'm I'm quite I hold the weight quite subtly. So um, yeah, I'm 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 a big big lightweight. Just put it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's just your back. Your back looked massive, and you know that that always like you know just just from the sort of markers in in MMA, you you, you kind of look for these things, and you know you you look super compact, but like really like you could tell that your strength in lightweight was really carrying over. Yep. I mean, the fight was at McLaugh- McLaughlin. Um, Joe McCogan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, geez, like your, stre- your strength looked like on a different different level to his. You, the, your clinch work, everything was just, you know, you seemed like you were really overpowering him in that fight. Like, like you know, it, your strength 
really carried well in that weight class. Like, so I'm assuming that the, the weight cut doesn't really affect you too badly then if that's the way you're uh, performing anyway. I, I love the weight cut. I love yeah. the suffering. Like, it doesn't bother me because I know as soon as I make weight and as soon as I get through all that pain, I know the fun parts come in. So it, it's it's never a bad thing, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I think it was the British Lions where they always just say hungry lions hunt best. And that's the yeah. same thing, do you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to suffer before you get to go out there and enjoy yourself because you you know you know it's all going to be worth it. Like, you do all them, that work in the weeks leading up at the mm. camp. Um, you, you do all that grind and you, you sort of push as, as hard as you can. You push your body to those limits where you're going to bed, you're tired, you're bruised, you're black, and you just literally want to sleep and you want to have a few days off. And you know you just got to keep pushing, keep pushing, because it's all going to be worth it. So I love that feeling. I love being in camp. Like after the Joe McCogan fight, I took two weeks off and I was back in the gym. Hmm. But then after the Adam Porter fight, I literally um, I was back in the gym on Monday because I knew I could push through again. So um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They were quite close together, now, weren't they? Like, well just go no see now um what's next so for me i had i haven't really taken any, any time off since the, the adam proctor fight like because that water cut was near i didn't need no time to sort of put mm. myself together and the only reason i had two weeks off for the joe mccogan fight was obviously the joe mccogan fight we fought on the first day of lockdown so yeah it was sort of question on who wanted to come back training with me because i remember yeah. a few days later i was like come on who's coming back to the gym and he was like look we can't i was like oh so I had, to t- I had to take a week or two off. But yeah, um, I'm, I I love this lifestyle. Do you mean like yeah. I am living what, the dream? What was it like fighting uh, the two fight? Was was, the, was there a crowd at the McCoggan fight? No, or not? no, no. Um, I, I haven't had a crowd in the last two fights. To What's fair, it like? Um, they just, it's a bit more fun, I think. When you hit mm. them, you actually hear them land. So you know... You can hear it. <laughs> you, you can hear it a bit, a bit more. I remember um, uh, I caught him with a, the calf kick and I, I knew it was loud. And I remember everyone on, <laughs> like everyone after, after it was saying, oh, that calf kick was so loud on TV. Jeez. And I was like, yeah, they knew it landed. <laughs> yeah, let, let them know, innit? Uh, yeah, the, um, yeah the, the closed doors fight, the, the very first Cage Warriors. That Cage Warriors, I think, was the pretty much like one of the first things that actually put on a live event weren't they i, I think it, did they even beat the ufc with that event yeah so when um, ufc cancelled london yeah. um, because of everything had happened, yeah, I had for happened. It, yeah. That was so um yeah oh shit i had tickets as well <laughs> i was hoping to go watch the next day and meet, meet my new boss do you know what I mean because they, they knew it was going to be there <laughs> but um uh <laughs> but no i um i got around. i was looking forward to seeing edwards though it was you seeing edwards yeah, in action fabian yeah yeah he's he's a monster He's, it's uh, not Fabian, it's um, Leon. Leon's fantastic. He's fought in a while, but um, like he's very underrated for what he, he is. is. Like yeah. he is one of the, the, the well, I, I think he could easily win that title. So um, yeah. I really I'm surprised shot though soon. he's not going after. Do you know, remember when uh, Masvidal cheap shotted him backstage? Yeah. If that was me, I'd be going after Masvidal. I don't know if yeah, about, about uh, you. Masvidal, Masvidal's looking for that money fight, I think, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's getting older now. Ed, Edwards is more for the diehards, I think, because uh, technique-wise, Edwards is really, really clean, isn't he? I mean, those elbows I, out the clinch, love them. Like, yeah, I agree. I just don't think he sells himself enough. Like, no. I understand about being a sort of purist where you believe that the sport should speak for itself. I really mm. understand that, but it's not enough this day and age. I mean, like... This is an age where even the best boxers in the world are fighting on undercards to YouTubers because yeah. YouTubers sell shows. And like I know Correct. how the diehard the diehards are going to be like, look, that's wrong. No matter what you think, money talks, yeah. and it's always always ever been about money. Do you know what I mean? Like Muhammad Ali was one of the best because he was marketable, he could box, 
and people loved him. Do you know what I mean? And he could sell anything. That was why people liked him. Tyson again. Tyson was an absolute beast. You could look at him and you knew Tyson meant everything he said. Yeah, he's a scary people man. Loved he? It. <laughs> McGregor, as much as people hate, hate him, McGregor had the Mystic Mac. Yeah. He had all these catchy um, catchphrases and he did what he sort of he said he would and he sparked out very, very good people in very, very unique and good ways. Yeah. Like that is how you do it. Like and it's not just about I'm not saying you have to you have to do the whole thing where they talk a lot of stuff and you sort of try and make people feel shit by the way you talk and what you say. But you mm. have to go out 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 there and you have to find your your sort of niche, your your market. And you have to you have to draw in the casuals because yeah. the hardcore fans, the people who understand the sport, they'll always like you if you can fight. But it's the casuals you've got to appeal to. Because at the end of the day, like the the hardcore fans like I train with, the boys you train with in gyms, they're not going to go out and they're not going to buy a Mason Jones t-shirt. Okay, then they're the ones, they may wear them in the gym or two, but they're not the ones who are going to be wearing them on the street. Whereas the casual fans who love seeing you, they're the ones who are going to go and buy every single item, the yeah. merchandise in the, the Reebok store. That's that's the ones you want. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of that as well, your, your style dictates that as well. So if you can, if you can back up everything you're saying on the mic with, some knockouts and a bit of a highlight reel, then you're, you're on a different plane then, aren't you? It's so, 100%. Like Matt Masvidal, he's the prime example of that. I mean, literally, his the career, baptism. you can cut that down to <laughs> like the last two two years, to, yeah. to the casuals anyway, and well, hyper-focus did... on that and look how, look how great he looks. Like, I agree. Fully agree. Like Masvidal, no one really, like I'm not saying no one really knew who he was because Masvidal was doing great things, but until mm. the whole thing with um, Leon Edwards where he sort of he gave him a three piece for the soda, and then um, yeah. the whole baptism thing. Yeah. Like no one really yeah. knew who he was until then. As soon as he started baptizing people, yeah. and then obviously the, the the flying knee just cemented him that um, they they've cemented oh, yeah. his name in the annuals. Do you mean so? Um, like that is what he got to do. Pun. Him and Diaz was a good fight though. Him and Diaz oh, yeah. was a good fight. Yeah. Great fight. Very good. Very good. Very good fight. They probably might run that back. Possibly, I think. Oh, I think they will. Yeah. It's just money again. All to do with money. So um, I, I don't I don't know how much you can say about this anyway, Mason. But you know, is there, is, is, there, is there anything really developing with the, the UFC at the moment, or is it just one of those that's out there that, that it's going to happen eventually? No particular opponents, or, or is, is there something cooking around at the moment? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, am I, am I pressing the button here? Am I? <laughs> um, there's, there's nothing of of yet, so yeah. to say. There's, there's nothing okay. yet, nothing concrete. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, but um, cool. obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously, the step you want to take eventually. But you know, let, well, let's let's talk let's talk fantasy match matchups then. Okay, oh, so go, yeah, yeah. So like, 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 forget forget about rankings and anything, right? So say you can pick anybody out of the Justin Gaethje. Yeah, do you know what? I thought this as well. <laughs> what a fight that would be! Like your styles up against each other would be crazy. Only because that guy is crazy. Like I yeah. love people like that. Like I don't like the yeah. people who who have a lot to talk about and they have a lot to say. And as soon as you get in there, you land a few combos on them and they break. I don't like people like that. Like I want someone who's going to make me suffer in there. I want someone who's going to really push me to my limits and someone who you know that if there's five seconds left on the clock and you've batted them for three rounds, they're still going to try and knock you out. Like that is the type of person I want to fight. The type of person that you have to kill to get out of there. The type of person you can never relax against. Like. What what fight is that? Do you know what I mean? Like I'd love to. I just want to go out out there, and every time I do, I love it. Like I love every yeah. second, and I go out there to put everything I have in into that cage. And when I come out, you come out empty. You come out sort of 
like a weight's been lifted off your chest because mm. everything you've have has been left in there. Whether I win, whether I lose, I I don't care. I'm just gonna go in there and I'm just gonna try and smash you. And um, if you survive that, and you beat me all best for you, but you won't ever do it twice. Yeah, no, I, I think I think uh, Gacy's very similar sort of mentality. So I think that will be a hell of a fight. Hundred percent. Well, his record—he's never—he's um, never. I don't think he's ever on the distance to be. I think every one of his fights, he's ever get knocked out or he's knocked them out. No, and then I always find it absolutely mad. The guy was like an absolute standout wrestler. Never uses it. Like crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Just counter wrestles. Yeah. So, um, how how do you guys think the Habib Gaethje fight's gonna go? You say, you say, Alex, don't you? That he's, he's if anyone can beat him, it's Gaethje. I think he you can. You know, you know those those leg kicks are something else. Like, where is where is he bought that from? Like, they they are <laughs> like a whip, aren't they? Like, you know, he said himself. If he, he says that if he gets Jamie four from that is Jamie from him being that much a head case. He just does not care, and he just sinks <laughs> every inch yeah. of power he has in you to try and snap you. So he doesn't care whether his shin breaks. He's just going to kick you with everything he got, and that's why he's got that power. He's got a mad power. Well, that's what he says, though. He says, if I land... I think he said four. He says, if I can get four on Khabib, Khabib's not taking me down. Because he said... He, thinks he, <laughs> he, he said, I mean, he said it, it'll break his leg. Like, you know, he, like, and I believe him. Because I've seen guys, they get folded by Gaethje's leg kicks. They're, they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. I um, So, my views on that is my heart... My heart really does think Gaethje can do it, but my head is like, there's no way, there's no way on this planet. Like, I think um, it's going to be one of those fights where Habib's going to take him down and Habib's just going to do the same thing he does and he's going to Habib him. But um, I really want Justin to get in his head and I really want Justin to hurt him. But um, he's just one of them people, like, um, I always say this, so um, Habib's a shark um, and he's a shark and if you swim in his waters, he's going to, he's just going to tear you apart. And the only way to beat him is you have to drown him. So, it's very, very difficult to drown a shark, but if if you can do it, do you know what I mean? Then you could drag him into those deep waters. You make him suffer towards the end. I think you can break him, especially over five rounds. But no one ever makes him uncomfortable, and he's so mm. casual in what he does that he never gets even gets out of breath. He's just so relaxed in what he does, and he's nice and he sits in his comfort zone. He just paces through. So you have to drag yeah. him into deep waters, and you have to make him pay every second he's in in there. And you have to start landing those big shots. You got to land those big shots, and you haven't got to worry about him taking you down. You just have to make them make them shots land and put him in places he doesn't want to be and you just you just got to keep on until he breaks well do you know what I think that sounds like Gaethje's uh, sounds like Gaethje. plan anyway uh, it does. <laughs> hit him it as hard like as possible it. and break him you know his, his last fight with Ferguson I was, so, I was so impressed with you know just the fact that he managed to rein himself in a little bit because yeah. you know it, that would have been his problem previously where he was he was just a bit too mad wasn't he and <laughs> You know, and then as soon as he dialed himself back in, it was like, wow, he's elite, actually. Like, you know, that guy is potentially a world champion if he can well, just fight like that. <laughs> Ferguson. And they sat him in, in the corner, and how mad he is. They literally said to me, okay, and he's like, yep, can't wait, let's go again. <laughs> and he's also something mad like that, and everyone's just like, oh, honestly, he's so excited to watch. Like, you know if you're going to watch this, it's just going to be nonstop madness. Oh, I know, I know. And, and so, Gaethje, Gaethje is the fantasy pick then. That's Mason Jones's like dream fight. Like, get Gaethje. 100%. <laughs> I, I, my dream fight at the moment, it may change. Um, do you know I mean? Let me sign the UFC and let yeah. me start working through whenever that comes. <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll see who was there then. But um, I want everybody, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want um, Dan Hook, okay, Paul yeah. Felder, if he's still about, uh, yeah. Barbosa, um, Justin Gaethje. 
Um, Habib, yeah, I love fight. the fights. Do you know what I mean? Just, just yeah. let's just go through them. Like you know, the the lightweight division is the best division in the UFC. I don't care what people say. It is the best. All, it is the sharks division in the UFC. All those names you just mentioned there—they all present such different problems as well. You know, it's just it's such a minefield that lightweight division. There's, there's so much different types of talent in there. I mean, Barbosa, for example, he's probably the lower order of that list. But my mm. God, what a guy to step in there against. I mean, you know, oh, crazy, anyone honestly. who steps in there against Barbosa is getting a fight, aren't they? You know, it's... Well, it's, it's the only division, I think, where you have, you have all American wrestlers, you have um, world-level boxers, you've got um, ADCC um, champions, you've, um, you've got like IBJJF and other Brazilian organization sort of champions, you've got this this is so deep mix of just world class fighters in there. Dustin Poirier is another one. Like I, I, know. I miss Dustin Poirier. Like he's another one. I I love I love the fight. I love the fight. Dustin Poirier. Um, obviously McGregor if he ever decides to come back. There's that'd be a great fight. All these Wales, in, Wales versus in Ireland. <laughs> Wales versus Ireland. Oh, that'd be Ireland. a great one. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it, it is just like it's one of those divisions. Like you got all these. Um, Got all these Dagestanis and all these um, sort of other Soviet-style fighters coming through, um, and like I, I love the fight of Dagestani. I've trained them a few times, and um, like I don't mind if you, if they want to go to war, we'll go to war. It's easy as that. So um, I just can't wait to get in in there and start making my mark and start working through that division and ticking those names off the the top twenty list. So is it is it um, you, you know you mentioned you trained with a few Dagestanis? Is it is it combat sambo that like a lot of them are doing, and that, that's how they have this like sort of MMA grappling that seems to translate so well. Sambo combat sambo. So um, a lot of them do both. Um, yeah. They do it's sort of like um, they do combat sambo sambo, um, which is a sort of it's a mix between George uh, between judo and sort of Greco Roman wrestling. So it's all up body stuff. Um, and then the combat sambo stuff, they add shin guards in and gloves, and they just beat the smoke out of each other. But um, like. Combat Sambo and Sambo, like, it is sort of, it's so underrated because, like, I've done Sambo before. I, I Like I said, I, I, I did quite high-level judo. Not um, world level, but I was European level. Um, and, like, I competed against a lot of the Azerbaijanis, a lot of the the, the Russians, a lot of the, the Georgians, um, the, the Slovakians, the Slovenians. Like, I, I, I competed against those guys. And um, a lot of them come from that Polish, that, um, that sorry, the Polish, that Sambo background. And they are unbelievably dangerous guys. I mean, you'll go hit to hit with them and they're just going to send you sky high. So um, there's ways around them and there's always ways to beat them. But um, it's just all about who's the cleverest fighter in here at the end of the day. And uh, yeah. I'm good at outthinking my opponents. Like you watched that in the Joe McColgan fight. Like Joe McColgan was a good striker and I think he hit me with one good exchange. Hmm. No, on, honestly, Mason, you seem like such a well-rounded fighter. And to be honest, <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the first questions I was going to ask you today, but I got a bit carried away, sorry. Um, I was going to ask you, what, what would you actually consider your base? Because, you know, you, you told us about all the different things that you've done in your background. Is there, is there one thing that stylistically you would say that, yeah, that's probably my strength out of everything? Yeah, I, um, I managed to think people out. I managed to figure people out very well. I'm very good at adapting on the fly and I'm very good at sort of... Um, I, I always call it mental chess. So I'm very good at figuring people out. I'm very good at figuring out people are strong. Like I can look at someone and I can tell you what they do well, what they do bad, and how to beat them. I'm very good at that. So um, I'm and I'm very good at when I'm wrong. I'm very good at adapting on on on, on the move. So that if I have you completely wrong and you do something completely different, I can sort of resolve it in and I can sort of come back. Um, the Casper from Mella fight. Have you seen that fight of mine? Uh, that was pretty a bit earlier on. I think it was like six fights back. 
Um, Casper come out. We knew he was going to come forwards. I didn't expect him to come forwards as fast as he did. And I started a little bit slow when he, he pressed me and literally I just absorbed it for a minute and a half, two minutes. I thought I was ready and then I turned it around and I finished him in a minute and a half. So um, it was literally like I finished him before the end of the first. And um, that's exactly how I do it. it. just You just adapt. I find holes. I exploit holes. And that's what I do. So um, I just want to start fighting that top level competition and showing exactly what I can do. Yeah, I think a lot of that stems from self-confidence as well, doesn't it, Mason? Like, uh, Arrogance. I can, I, yeah, no, but I, I, can really tell, I can really tell, like, you know, there's, 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 there's certain types of people, I think, out there who have 100% belief in themselves, and I really get that impression from you, where I, I know that you really believe in yourself enough that even to go and fight in a cage against a, another super talented fighter, you've got, to, you've got to be a bit nuts to do it in the first place, but you've got to have that self-belief as well to to say to yourself, do you know what, I can work out whatever problem this guy presents in front of me here. And the fact that that's what you actually see as your biggest strength, besides all the years of martial arts training, is probably what separates you and makes you that championship level, really. Yeah, I agree. Fully agree. And um, like, I don't get nervous. I know that sounds arrogant, um, but I don't. I um, The only thing I get before I fight is I get excitement to get in there. Um, I never feel nervous. The reason I sort of try and sleep as much as I can before I fight is because I get that adrenaline buzz. I can't watch fights before I fight because I try to make sure that I keep myself as level as possible until I'm ready to explode because I don't want to peak my adrenaline too early. But um, all I ever feel on fight day is a sense of excitement, a sense of anticipation again in there. And just it's just a massive release. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what I've done mm-hmm. for 18 years of my 25-year existence. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, and I'm one of the only people I know who, who can say that, that for a majority, for more than the majority of their life, this is all I've ever done. And, um, like when I was in school, there was never anything else. When um, when I was coming through, um, when I was coming through primary, secondary, when I was coming through all my school years, this was this was nothing else. I never, I never wanted to do anything else. I always wanted to do this. This is what I always wanted to do. So when people say they give up stuff, they don't really, they they'll never un- un- understand. Like um, mm. I don't need to give up stuff because this is all I've ever done. This is all I've ever wanted to do. So when I'm in in there, this is me achieving my dream. And like, I like the money will come. Everything else will come. I don't care. Um, that's just another way of keeping track. All that all that matters to me is getting in there and proving I'm the best fighter in the world, and that proving that I can beat these guys. And I just want to make very good fighters look mediocre, and that's what I'm going to do. So, just keep watching. Um, if you haven't sort of seen me before, uh, check out my past fights. Uh, I just look forward to my new ones because every single fight of mine always get I always get better. You'll see a better version of mine every single time. We do analysis, we break things down, and we always make sure that, that the next version of me is a better version. That's brilliant. Brilliant way to live that, though, as well. I mean, when you when when you're not in camp, what does a normal day to day look like for you? But I'm not in camp. Um, so when yeah. I'm not in camp, uh, I normally train two to three times a day. Um, uh, I have the double weekend off. So now at the minute, I only have one one day off on the weekend, and then um, I sort of I like to sort of spend uh, some time with some of my friends but a lot of the time all I do is I train like I'm happy yeah. in the gym the gym is where I'm happy and that's what I do <laughs> so I make sure um, like the only to be fair the longest time I've had off from um, like lifting is a big one the longest time I've had off lifting since I was 16 was during COVID and that was oh god six seven weeks away from the gym mm. I lifted in, I lifted in the house as much as possible but we struggled um, and that was the longest I've had off in nearly 10 years Um so I don't, I don't really like doing anything else. Like I've skydived before. Um, I, I like surfing. I like snowboard. Um, skated a little bit. Done all these stuff. But it, all that is is just stuff you do on a rest day when you're when you can't train and yeah, you're told not to train. Course, yeah. So um, and all those things are stuff I can't do anymore because <laughs> uh, it's not worth risking an injury. Do you know what I mean? So 
I just I'm happy to do day in day out. Like mm. like the, this is why I always say to people, if you had uh, an unlimited amount of money, what would you do with your life? And for me, if I had an unlimited amount of money, I'd do exactly the same way. I just do it with more money. <laughs> it's as yeah. easy as that. <laughs> I drive a nicer car, uh, more money, and they wouldn't have to do some of the stuff they do. They could just literally do what they wanted. So, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And you know, you sound like you've got your head screwed on. I'm sure you don't. You don't drink and have takeaways. You don't sound like that kind of guy <laughs> to me. Well, I haven't. I haven't drunk anything in three and a half years. I mean, teetotal for three and a half years. Wow. That wow. that always makes that's me sound brilliant. like alcoholic. But before that, I never really drunk. <laughs> um, okay. Sort of. I used to add your drink every couple of months, uh, now and again on special occasions, and. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing that. So I've just completely cut yeah. ties with that. Never smoked and I've never done recreational drugs. So there's always that, do you mean? Like um, that, that stuff can always come when you retire if you want to do something mad. But um, at the minute, all I want to do is <laughs> go out there and smash people up. So. Uh, it, sounds like, it sounds like you've got you've got a lot of the sort of like law of attraction sort of stuff. like that. You know, hey, uh, mentality is, is the way, do you mean? Yeah. You, you've oh, you've got to project. Yeah, no, no. I, I, honestly, uh, like everything that I've, I've heard from you today, you know, you, you really sound like that guy who's just got that one track focus in, on on his mind, and you're you're hundred percent in. And I and I really, really feel that, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do with your career. <laughs> honestly, like you know, just just from hearing your mentality alone, I'm really excited for what's going to come in the future. Now, definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much, boys. I agree with that. Well, I think we're we're out of time, unfortunately, guys. Um, but <laughs> talking to from, from us and uh, all of the fans, um, a massive thank you for, for coming on the show. We do really appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, if you do get that move to the or when you get the move to the UFC, um, we'd love to get you on the show um, before a fight or potentially after a fight. That's okay with you. Yeah, you're off. You. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sorry, oh, you a little bit. Around. There we uh, go. Before I go, uh, just obviously um, check out my socials um, at Mason Jones ninety five is my Instagram. Drop me a message. Um, I do try and get back to everyone. Um, otherwise, I'm on Twitter at, at Mason Jones nine ninety five and Facebook at Mason the Dragon Jones. So drop me a follow. Um, check my profile. Uh, you know all the normal stuff. And like I said, just stay tuned for my next fight. And hopefully, boys, as soon as I get that contract next few weeks, and um. I'll be back back on in, uh, in well, a couple of days after that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Awesome, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And remember, guys, give them a follow. Um, we'll, we'll put some promos out for you. Amazing. Thank you very much. Speak soon. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers, Mason. Cheers, Mason. <laughs> that would be funny, man. <laughs>